Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Seventeen and eighteen are just out for a good time. The only problem. They keep killing all their friends. Run for your lives, everybody! They're killers! Go murderers! Oh, and uh, Goku's gone, too. I'd rather fight and die than watch this all happen. The History of Trunks. Friday, September 12th at 6. We're gonna need some more heroes. Welcome back, everyone, to Reviews by Wondersoul. I am your host, Bearded Buddha, and this is our series dedicated to talking, reviewing, and revisiting the Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, I do plan on talking about the show after we get through all the movies, so stay tuned for that. But if this is your first episode, welcome. And if you haven't heard the previous two installments of reviews that we've done here at Wondersoul, Please go back and listen to the Dead Zone and Bardock Father of Goku review um, and hopefully you enjoy those in this episode as we move forward in this series. But this one that we're talking about today is one of my favorites. So I'll probably be a little biased to be honest but this one holds a special place in my childhood in my uh, just my fandom for Dragon Ball Z because one of the times that I was really into the show was during the Android Cell Saga. Um, I had been watching up to that point from pretty much the beginning, uh, but this is when things got really interesting. To me, the focus for most of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z became Frieza. Uh, after us talking about Bardock, father of Goku in the last episode, it becomes clear that Frieza is the reason why we even have this story. It's safe to say that everything after Frieza destroying Planet Vegeta started the chain reaction of events that we know as the Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and now the Dragon Ball Super stories and timelines. So when Trunks is introduced, he shakes up so many different rules and ideas when it comes to the show and the story one he's from the future so here we are uh we're dealing with time travel now uh he's also a pretty important character from the future he's not just some random person he's vegeta's and bulma's son uh which is pretty wild when you first figure that out or you're told uh because Bulma and Vegeta weren't really established as a couple at that point, uh, at least to my memory. You guys let me know if I'm wrong on that. Um, so it kind of came out of nowhere, but it was really cool uh, because we've gotten Gohan, which is Goku's son. So you were kind of hoping that Vegeta <laughs> would link up with somebody and there would be this continuation, this next generation. Um so not only do we get that fact, uh, when Trunks first shows up in the show, he turns Super Saiyan and he takes care of Frieza because Frieza somehow survived and uh, came back as like half mech, half android, which was kind of funny because we're about to deal with a bunch of androids. So um, with Trunks coming back and what transpires after that with the android saga him trying to correct and change things but then because he came back into the past uh 
because he actually kills Frieza and changes the timeline, things don't go as planned. Um, you know, he comes back pretty confident about, hey, this is how it's going to happen and this is what's going to happen. So you guys got to get ready. Hey, Goku, you're going to die from heart disease, man. We're going to stop that. Here, take this. You know, I think he feels very confident. Now, Trunks, a lot of people like him for many reasons. I like him for some of those reasons, but I have my own. Uh, right before I started recording, I went on Twitter and I just tweeted out why people like Trunks so much as a character in Dragon Ball Z. And anime expert Mel Z tuned in and he tweeted his backstory, the fact that he's Bulma and Vegeta's son, his design, which is badass by the way, and him being the second person we've seen become a Super Saiyan. So, I mean, straight down the line, he's absolutely right. Um, I think that him turning Super Saiyan makes a huge deal at that point in the show and leaves a lasting impact on fans. Um, his tragic backstory of living in a time uh, that everybody's dead and it, it got so bad that somebody had to literally invent a time machine and travel back in the past and try to change things you know it's just it was such a weird and interesting twist on the show after dealing with aliens and planets and space exploration and all that now we're dealing with different time periods and timelines and uh it made you so curious about what really happened in that timeline um you know you only get uh, just references and Trunks explaining things. I don't really think we got any flashbacks in the show. Um, so when the history of Trunks came out, it was a TV special. I think it aired in like 93 in Japan. Um, and then uh, we didn't get it here in America or out west until like early 2000s. And um, yeah, me getting it on VHS at one Christmas was super hyped because i was so so curious about what the story was what made him come back into the past like really how strong were the androids that they took out everybody and you know this is at a time where you couldn't just simply google and check out a wikipedia and stuff like that um so you really had to rely on actually checking out these stories on tape or reading the manga or whatever, uh, your resources as far as figuring out those answers or watching like a YouTube clip like you can today, uh, it wasn't that easy. So, I mean, this is at a time when I was just getting whatever I could at a Toonami uh, VHS tapes. There was this magazine, this Dragon Ball Z magazine that I used to get at Bookland. Uh, it was a Beckett one and they had all these cool ass covers and sometimes it came with posters and that's where I would get a lot of information as far as like what was going to happen in the show because we were getting um, we were getting episodes and stories from Dragon Ball Z that were way long after they aired and were told in Japan so there was information out there if you really wanted to know what happened. Um, with uh, History of Trunks though, it, it just gets it right. It really makes you feel in that short amount of time uh, what the bleak future was going to be like. Now, it leaves me at least wanting more. 
I almost wish we had like a spin-off where we had the events, the day-to-day -day lives and watching the Z fighters react to everything and just those moments uh, maybe exposed or expanded on a little bit more. Like I would have been completely fine with a, a series. I would have loved that um, because there's just so many interesting takes on a a spin-off alternate timeline where things don't go the way they should and i'm look you're gonna hear me mention it pretty soon but one of the biggest changes uh that happens to one of the characters in this version of the timeline in the history of trunks is the the character version that we deserved all right uh the one that we actually get no 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 um so but we'll get to that anyways history of trunks is very bleak it's actually kind of a depressing story i mean all these characters that you know and love uh they die uh and you you see it real quick in the in the beginning of the movie and then you're just left with um i think it goes 13 years in the future and trunks is like young um the thing about this movie, though, after rewatching it a few times, the like society is very strange in this story because the androids kill the Z fighters, and I guess for years they just kind of take their time walking around the planet, just destroying things. But yet society kind of just keeps on doing its own thing. I don't know. Like, there's a scene in the movie where they're at an amusement park. Like, so obviously people on, you know, in some places are just trying to get by. It's not like total apocalypse Terminator style future. It's just kind of almost like weird to say, but like terrorist attacks, it's strange, but that's the vibe you get, or at least I got, uh, when you're seeing Android 17 and 18, uh, terrorize, uh, the planet and the, the future. So it's very destructive it's it's very in a lot of ways cruel to see just how easily the z fighters are taken out and just the fact that gohan's left and trunks is left and bulma's left but not not so many people uh, and uh you know the androids to be honest were such a weird villain or villains because after frieza you get just this regular looking boy and girl, this uh, black haired dude and this blonde chick who are super, super powerful. So they're, they're not in a lot of ways intimidating based off of their looks, but you later hear in the movie how they just say, every time we see humans, we just get filled with rage. We hate you humans. And it was so be like bizarre. I, I think their original purpose was to kill Goku but since Goku had already died, uh, they just maybe short-circuited and started turning on everybody. Because they were created by, and I think this is important to mention, uh, Dr. Jiro, who is, is a, a guy that runs Red Ribbon, I think. And he, you know, there's a lot of references to the Red Ribbon army back in Dragon Ball. So it's kind of interesting that it all ties back. And the fact that he made something that made such a huge impact on uh the dragon ball z universe and uh 
it's strange how we get this version of the story. And then if you watch the anime, the actual series, how Trunks comes back changes things. Like we see Dr. Juro. He's like a an android. I guess he made himself one. He put his brain in one. And then we get the clown looking one. And uh, so many things change. Cell, I think, is introduced regardless. Oh, or maybe he was going to be anyways. Um, I know there's uh, clips of Trunks after the Cell games going back, being stronger after training for the Cell games and taking care of everybody pretty easily. So Trunks' story is very important to the story of Dragon Ball Z, really. It really fills up a good middle chunk of it. Um, you know, I personally am not a huge fan of the Boo Saga, which is what happens after, you know, these stories. Um, you know, I think the that the Cell Saga was a really good ending point. Getting that version of Gohan at least was satisfaction, I would say. But... I can't mention history of Trunks and not talk about Gohan. Future Gohan is probably one of my favorite characters. He's such a badass. He is wearing Goku's outfit. He acts like a mixture of Goku, Vegeta even, a little dash of Vegeta, and Piccolo. Um, he just is as gentle and kind-hearted as his father. But when he later trains Trunks, which is really cool, they have this like master-apprentice relationship. Uh, you see a lot of Piccolo and his training. So it's really cool. And honestly, the Gohan that we've gotten, it feels like if you're watching or caught up on Dragon Ball Super, it seems like they're trying to course correct with him and, and trying to bring back certain aspects of the character that we... Um, not that we felt like we deserved, but we expected. If you watched Dead Zone, for instance, all the way to the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, it's pretty much being set up that Gohan is this next wave. Um, even though it might have been generic, it would have been really, really cool to get this next generation version of uh the dragon ball z characters like let's see a story completely focused on like gohan and trunks um i i guess go 10 uh, i don't know but you know like the next generation um if they would have done that for super i would have been really committed to um, I understand that Goku and Vegeta are, are and some of the other Z fighters are favorites. Um, I do understand that GT kind of took a leap up there and uh, they took a time skip and not everybody was down with uh, GT. <laughs> and I understand, but you know, Trunks and Gohan are this really cool bridge from the pure blood Saiyans and generation that is Goku, Vegeta, Raditz, Brawly, those, you know, that, that class, um, to now this half human, half Saiyan generation that's Gohan and Trunks. And seeing how powerful Gohan is, you know, it is to be expected that Trunks is equally powerful in some ways. Um, 
and just as powerful is PodCoin. So if you guys like listening to Wonder Soul, if you guys like to earn money while listening to podcasts, check out and download PodCoin. You can find it for free in the App Store, and you can check out multiple podcasts, not just Wonder Soul, but podcasts like Dumb Fancy Dinosaurs, Studio MacGyver's Dragon Ball, and Video Game Podcasts, and plenty, plenty more. Um, if you listen to podcasts on PodCoin, then you are able to earn money that you can later, if you choose to, either donate to charity, or you can exchange it for gift cards to Amazon, Starbucks, and so much more. So check out PodCoin in the App Store. Download it for free today. Yes. And let's go ahead and geek out about Gohan some more. All right. Future Gohan, he is on this one-man rampage trying to fight these androids bit by bit. He is Super Saiyan. Uh, when Goku dies, uh, this is shortly after Namek, remember? Gohan, I don't think, is close to becoming a Super Saiyan. He has a short, cool hairstyle. He looks like his father. He's gotten buff and built like his father. He's not like... I wouldn't say that the Gohan that we have is like this skinny, weaker version, but you can obviously tell that this Gohan has had to up his... Uh, weights in the gym you know because he's pretty he's pretty stocky but look he's just like Goku in the sense where he's gentle friendly goofy but when it's time to fight it's time to fight and you know Trunks is also dealing with this uh, I guess frustration for sure that he wishes he could do more and he knows that he has the power to and I don't really understand why him and uh, Gohan don't link up earlier. Uh, maybe because Balma really seems like she doesn't want to lose any more people. She's just being a protective mom. Almost like Chi-Chi. But uh, Gohan taking on Trunks as his apprentice is one of the coolest, coolest ideas. And it really makes me want to see more of that. I wish we could have seen more of that. We do get a lot of training and, and, and just interaction between the two and you can definitely feel that bond and you know Trunks looks at him uh, Gohan like an older brother and he asked him you know what what was Vegeta like you know what were what were things like before this world that I, I've had to grow up in that's like full of destruction and death and um, you know seeing Gohan still have a smile and a lightheartedness to him even after losing his dad losing his friends like Piccolo and Krillin. It's, it's, it really shows the kind of character that he is and, and what we should expect from Goku's son, honestly. Um, so them training is one of my highlights for this whole story. Uh, their interactions are really cool. And, and just seeing Gohan fight the androids throughout this whole movie is some of the dopest stuff you see because there is a part where he has to protect Trunks and he ends up losing his freaking arm. So we get a Gohan that has like this badass scar, one arm, which is weird. I almost was like, damn, Bulma, you're so smart. <laughs> you built a time machine. Well, I think she's working on it throughout the whole uh, special. But why didn't you make Gohan like a robot capsule core, you know, arm or something? Uh, you know, kind of 
kind of upset me. I was like, well, maybe if Gohan had time and they didn't get rushed into fighting the androids again, we would have gotten that cool, you know, robot, you know, Anakin Skywalker vibe. I don't know. Anyways, so the fact of the matter is Gohan in the future, like I just described him, fights the, both of the androids, not just Android 17. Now in the manga they did for the history of Trunks, he only fights 17 and he actually is killed by 17. In this, we get him fighting uh, both of them. And it gets very traumatic. It almost gives you chills, really. I mean, the mood and setting become very dark and bleak. The rain starts coming down. Uh, they're surrounded by broken and ruins and buildings. And, and you know what? Honestly, Gohan is putting up a good fight. And these androids are, are they, you know, throughout the special, we see them just kind of playing around. They don't take anybody serious. Um, they're very immature in a lot of ways. And, you know, they kind of smirk and feel like they're playing with their food. But when it came to Gohan, like, especially at that time, they were like, oh shit, all right, we got to take this dude out. All right, let's go. And Gohan, it, it just sucks, man. It just sucks seeing him die. Uh, but it's not like he goes out like a little bitch. <laughs> he really, really goes out like, you know, like a Goku would, like his dad would, you know, laying it all out on the line. There's even a part where right before he goes to fight them for the second and final time, the androids, he uh, he's with Trunks and he knocks out Trunks because Trunks wants to help. He just wants to help. He's tired of standing in the background and just watching Gohan get beat up and he doesn't want to feel responsible that you know he wasn't strong enough to help uh, if anything had happened to Gohan which unfortunately it does and you know Gohan's trying to train Trunks to become Super Saiyan and Trunks wakes up and he goes and he sees Gohan laying in a puddle dead rain thunder lightning and that's what does it it just breaks trunks and he has one of the most epic super saiyan transformations i feel like those transformations that are triggered through some of the most horrific events in dragon ball z like when krillin's killed by frieza things like that um i forgot what made vegeta turn i thought he was just on the moon uh, training and then he just kind of lost it um, but it wasn't until recently did they try to change you know what it takes to become a super saiyan it's whatever I don't pay attention to that to me it's always you know like Gohan says finding that motivation for the pain uh, the anger that just unlocks this rage and that's what it took Trunks had looked up to Gohan and wanted to do anything he could to become stronger to help Gohan finally defeat these androids and these androids are pretty op you know it was so weird to me throughout the android saga and even the special like how powerful all of these characters are and they're human made you know dr jiro made the basically the apocalypse for all of humankind <laughs> you know because he was hell-bent on getting his revenge on goku i think was his initial motivation but um, I think the androids uh, 17 and 18 mentioned they were designed for world domination. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember right now. Um, 
But man, it sucks seeing Gohan die. But you see Trunks turn Super Saiyan for the first time and it feels right. You're almost glad that he didn't turn Super Saiyan during the training sessions. This feels like it's more memorable, unfortunately, even though it's tragic that Gohan dies. The best version of Gohan, may I add. And um, then it jumps like three years and then we get Trunks. He's Super Saiyan. He's older. He's more like the Trunks we get and he goes on to try to fight the androids. He gets his ass whooped. Uh, and then that's where we pick up where, you know, he's coming back into the past. Um, so really just the, 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 the fact that history of trunks and bardock father of goku happen are pretty unique and fun stories um i say that because they don't really involve the main characters that we're familiar with or at least the versions of them that we are familiar with but we get to fill in certain periods and gaps in the story in the timeline of dragon ball where you could watch Bardock, Father of Goku, and then after that, start Dragon Ball, and it would make sense. And then, you know, between these periods of the Frieza and Android saga, you could plug in History of Trunks and, and feel like you're getting a more understanding. And, and it is a different take when you watch History of Trunks and then you re-watch the future Trunks that comes back in the show. Um, and yes, in Dragon Ball Super, we get another future Trunks saga, uh, dealing with Goku Black. And at first, I will be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of them revisiting that, uh, type of story, I guess. Um, because time travel just gets confusing, you know, like, uh, they make it very clear, like in other movies, the rules of time travel, uh, with Trunks, I guess he thought by going into the past, whatever you change, he would go back and he would see the results of that change. And I think that's not what happens. I, I, I don't think that's how it works in many cases. But, you know, like in Back to the Future, I think if you were to mess anything up, you know, you could maybe not even be born because your parents don't meet, you know. So what you do in the past in that kind of story really has a heavy consequence on how it plays out. With History of Trunks and Trunks in general, Future Trunks, the dudes had a really crazy life, uh, very tragic. Uh, father died, you know, all of his mother's friends are gone. So many different things happen to him and he still has to train, get stronger. And he feels this pressure of having the, the mantle passed down to him whether he likes it or not to to solve this problem which is these androids and you know what we get from the cell saga and the androids in that timeline i mean it's crazy like watch history of trunks then go see 17 be the mvp in dragon ball super go watch history of trunks and then remember that when you see krillin and android 18 are married you know one of the consistent themes Starting with Bardock, father of Goku, that you see throughout the whole story of Dragon Ball. One of the ones that I really feel that I pick up on is this conversion, this redemption of uh, characters who are flawed and that have made terrible mistakes, many many of them, um, or, or most of them could be considered villains. Um, the androids, uh, I, 
obviously Android 16 falls into this category, but you know, he never really is such a hardcore villain for my memory. Um, but you know, Vegeta, Piccolo, Bardock even has his redemption near the end. He's out there blowing up planets and killing innocent people. You know, he's not completely innocent at all. Um, and even a little bit, you're starting to get Frieza, I think, um, in some ways. So it's very interesting to see the androids in the timeline in the way that you're really supposed to see these androids. They are the characters that kill the Z fighters and just take over the planet. Um, and, and to see them kind of change after the events of Dragon Ball Z into Super is, you know, it's, it's, it's really different once you watch History of Trunks again. And I'm trying to think of some other things that I might have failed to mention. Uh, like I said, Master Roshi and some of his crew is still alive. They're actually hiding in a submarine uh, right outside the island, I think. So there is a moment where Master Roshi's like, all right, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go fight these androids. And they're like, no, Master Roshi, like, you can't. So he doesn't. And, uh, you know, it sucks. But, you know, Master Roshi gets some cool redemptions throughout Super and stuff and, like, the tournament of power arc and everything but um you know you just see the quick flashes of how tian yamcha vegeta piccolo and krillin are killed by the androids and i think you know it's not until trunks comes back do we get introduced to cell and i can't remember but i think cell is also a product of him coming back to the past and changing things and actually 17 and 18 are stronger supposedly in the z fighters in the normal story than they are in what we see in history of trunks which is wild and uh what else uh this just this movie has like ripple effects uh, the future trunks saga i guess is the same trunks from all of this and actually the events that happen are, or maybe he's not that's right because I think the events that happen in the future trunks saga in Dragon Ball Super are due to the fact that Goku is alive because trunks went back and gave him the antidote and because of that uh, the dude that takes over his body has Goku's body to even take over and thus setting off that chain of events so it's almost like mm, are you better off after all that because really something worse comes from it you know it's it's a really interesting take on whenever you deal with time travel i think with destiny where no matter what you do events are going to take place one way or or another uh they might even be worse you might be thinking you're doing the right thing by changing something saving somebody's life telling somebody something you know that if they had known maybe things would be different you think you're doing the right thing and i mean in trunks's timeline and with bulma and all of them seeing what's happened i i'm pretty sure they felt like they had no other way no other option um i don't know what the dragon balls are doing in that timeline you guys remind me i know that they used them on namek and i think they went to namek because they weren't on Earth anymore, right? Uh, you guys refresh my memory. Um, I'm gonna update my uh, storage bank in my head on the sagas as we talk and watch those over time in the future. But yeah, so I think that time travel is the only choice, but 
you know, it, it sucks that no matter what future Trunks does, that timeline will constantly get fucked over. And it sucks because you start to believe that no matter what, you can't prevent these certain things from happening for better or for worse. And uh, you just want a character like the Trunks that we get in the future, even though he's had it rough, he's still the best version of the character, I think. The Trunks that we get this, like the kid version, maybe he changes, but he's kind of like a younger Vegeta, you know, and I don't really like that as much. Um, you know, he still has cool moments here and there, and Goten's just so gullible, so Goku. Uh, in a lot more ways than Gohan is but uh, you know he's still just a badass you see him fighting with the sword uh, you know in history of trunks I don't think they show us how he got the sword uh, which I remember at the time saying like ah, I wish they would have showed something having to do with him getting the sword I know we get that later on in another movie I think it's the wrath of the dragon or something um but, you know, Trunks as a Super Saiyan just has a cool look. I mean, he has that uh, parted down the middle hair. And to see it go Super Saiyan, he's always stood out. Uh, compared to Vegeta, who already has his hair standing up. And Goku's, who kind of has like an edgier version of Vegeta's hair when he's Super Saiyan. So, Trunks, his story, this movie, uh, him as a character are just one of the most influential characters in Dragon Ball for me uh, that's made such an impact because he has such an interesting story. It's really when the story of Dragon Ball kind of took a turn, not for the worse, but just like an unexpected turn as far as the direction of where they were going to take these characters, dealing with time travel and uh, just the androids and Cell and all the stuff that leads up and, and takes place afterwards. It is almost like a must that if you want to feel more for these characters and the struggles that they're going through in the Android Saga, in the Cell games and everything, watch the history of Trunks. Um, I recently got it on eBay on VHS. It's uncut. It's one of the best ways to watch it. The soundtrack is amazing. The commercials at the beginning of the movie are amazing. And uh, I, I fucking love this movie. Um, like I said, future Gohan and future Trunks will always be some of my favorite Dragon Ball Z characters. Um, but I want to know what you guys think. I want to know if, uh, this movie stands up to your top five, your favorite Dragon Ball Z movies. And I want to know where these characters, uh, where they stand amongst, uh, your favors as far as who you like in the Dragon Ball Z universe. Uh, do you prefer... Uh, the Gohan that we have in the I guess technically the Cell Games one where he goes Super Saiyan 2 You know and all that do you like what they're doing with Trunks and did you like the Trunks? Uh, future Trunks saga from Dragon Ball Super um, All of that I want to hear your guys's feedback. I hope you guys enjoy these reviews uh, and as we continue on uh, it's going to get interesting and I can't wait to talk about the uh, the show. But definitely some of the most impactful movies have been uh, in my life so far uh, due to the fact that they are so nostalgic for me is Bardock, Father of Goku, and the history of Trunks. So with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember, you can connect with Wondersoul on Twitter and Instagram. And please, if you would like to support the podcast 
rate and review and share these episodes with all of your friends who dig Dragon Ball Z. And if anyone you know would be interested in any of the content that we have in the catalog that is Wondersoul, the variety of content and topics that we discuss on this podcast, uh, yeah, just spread the word to all your friends. And yeah, until the next episode of Reviews, I am your host, Bearded Buddha, and I hope you guys enjoyed this review. Before I let you go, I will say that this rating for this movie will probably be hmm, a, I would say, a 9 Dragon Balls out of 10, uh, and I'm a little biased, and we'll see how that changes uh, as we continue to watch, but out of all the movies we've talked about on reviews so far, The History of Trunks is definitely my favorite, so you guys let me know what you think of the history of trunks and until the next episode of reviews i'm bearded buddha and i will talk to you guys later